You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. All grown up now, I think I'm ready to move on now. Hello and welcome to The Undone, a Mamma Mia podcast for people in their 20s who are navigating the world without a GPS. I'm Emily, I am your co-host and I work here at Mamma Mia as a producer and my co-host Lucy is not in the studio with me. It's very nostalgic. It's bringing back lockdown vibes. I'm underneath my washing line and if you're a long-term listener of the pod, you'll know I spent many months here recording the pod. But today I'm underneath the doona again, under the washing line, under the doona, I should clarify, just because I'm waiting for a precautionary negative test and imagine being the person that brought COVID to the workplace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not for me. (laughs) If anything, it's just embarrassing. (laughs) Forget about people's health. I don't want to be embarrassed. (laughs) Today on the show, we're wrapping up the year according to The Undone, so we're doing our own take on Spotify Wrapped. It's The Undone Unwrapped. And we've got a dating diary from one of our listeners. But first, Emily, talk to me about No Date December. So it's coming to that time of year where dating is dangerous. And we can't do it. So I do this thing called No Date December because I can't handle it anymore. So I started dating a guy in end of November and we got on really, really well. And it was kind of getting to the point where we were like, are we exclusively dating? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, because it's No Date December. So we have to stop dating and then we can kind of catch up again in January in the next year. He had no idea what I was talking about. He was very confused. He said, why can't we just date during December? (laughs) And I said, no, because every single person who I've dated in December has always ended it in January. So I think, and I just want to be clear that I only date men. So I don't know if this is a man problem or if it's an everyone problem. It's definitely not a me problem. But I think what happens to guys going into December is that they get wedding reception syndrome. If you don't know what wedding reception syndrome is, it's because I just made it up. But it's when (laughs) you go to a wedding and you're a single person and there's only one other single person there and you obviously hook up. It's just what happens. Mm. Everyone's done it. Everyone's experienced it. And I think men experience that throughout the whole of December. They realize they've done nothing throughout the whole of the year. It's getting up to that end point of the year where they have to see family. Their family's like, what have you been up to? And they realize they've been going nothing much, just the same. And they're like, maybe I have to get together. And the easiest thing to do is to get into a relationship. So when they do that, they give you all of their feelings. And then New Year's comes, new year, new me. They're like, I don't need this anymore. I still have another whole year to do absolutely nothing. So I'll just get rid of this and then continue my mundane life. So in countries with colder climates, they refer to this time of the year as cuffing season. That's disgusting. It doesn't sound great, but basically it refers to the period of time between like October and Valentine's Day, so February. As you said, usually like around that January, February time, they're like... Yeah, I've never made it to February, just so you know. Because that's like, I've got to buy you a gift. Do I really like you that much? You know, like Mm -hmm. as in 
it's that time of the year again when people start evaluating. But in colder climates, it's cuffing season because it's like you want someone to keep you company throughout the warm months, all that kind of stuff. But I think here in Australia, you're right, it's about going home and your grandma's going to be like, so are you dating someone? And it's like every, it's like, no, I'm not. So, yeah, and then but I feel like it's like the opposite for women, or at least me, where December is the only month I don't want to date because it's the only month I want to prioritize going out with my friends for like a last huzzah before the next year and seeing my family nearly every weekend going up to it. And also because yeah. I actually do something with my life. So every time I see my family, I actually bring something to the table because I've actually advanced myself. I did note that when I was dating and single around the months of December, the dates really shifted from like, we're going to a bar for a couple of casual drinks to like, let's go for a romantic stroll in the night markets. And it's like, what? This is like very intense, intimate dating. I feel like people are just trying to find someone to couple up with, especially like leading up to New Year's and Christmas, exactly. But I think that it tends to be more of a male thing. As you said, I don't think a lot of my single girlfriends are like looking to like settle down at this time. So I wonder what it is psychologically. Whatever it is, girls, no date December. <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Just don't do it. So what did you say to the person that you were dating? Did you just say like, we'll pick this up in January? Like when will you start messaging again? Yeah, in January. In January. <laughs> second, January 1st? Second of January. No, I'm going to be like hungover <laughs> on January 1st, obviously. Sure. January 2nd, yeah. good bet. Okay, and then, like, you'll just pick it up and it's fine. Yeah. Or if my theory is right, he'll be like, actually, I'm not looking for anything right now because it's January. And then, like, it's fine, right? So this is like a defence mechanism to, like, protect yourself throughout these months because, as we know, lots of breakups happen at this time, but also it seems like people are trying to find someone to settle down with too. Yeah. This is going to turn into a full year thing. I just know it. We're just going to not date for the whole year because every (laughs) single month brings up its own chaos. I know. It's coming up to the end of the year. We're very, very close now and... Obviously, everyone got their Spotify wrapped. We posted about it on Instagram. I shared it with all my friends. I care about everyone's Spotify wraps. I like to look at everyone's results. MD. Do you? Yeah. I only care about mine, and I think <laughs> everyone only also cares just about mine. Who was your top artist? Childish Gambino. Pretty cool. Very cool, right? Mine was Taylor Swift, so. Oh. So we'll move on. Also cool. Uh, also cool. <laughs> A different cool. A different kind of cool. A grown-up, mature woman call, okay? (laughs) Anyway, so I was thinking about the year that we've had here on The Undone and thought we'd do our own version of Spotify Wrapped called The Undone Unwrapped. Cute! So I thought we'd start with our confession form because if you don't know, we have a confession form linked in our show notes of every single episode and it leads to a lot of very interesting discussions and also excellent and tragic dating diaries. So in our confession form this year, five people confess that they had thrown up on a dick while giving a blowjob. Do you think this was five different people or the same person with five different stories? So this came around the time that we were doing a call out around oral sex. We were doing it, of course, our guide to going down, which is an episode that we'll link in the show notes. But this came because we crowdsourced for some stories from people and they all came at the same time, all different stories. So very interesting. It seems to be a thing. We should just have one episode just about how to not vomit on a penis. Well, we do give a lot of practical tips in that app. Yeah. It's a very, like, trial and tested, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've all done it. We've all done Haven't it. Haven't we? <laughs> For these five people, yes, we've all done it. <laughs> yeah. 
Three people lost a condom inside themselves. Ah, and this is why you don't use protection. (laughs) No, no. You can include me in that group. That's one of my best dating diaries is the time that I lost a condom inside me. And it's a beautiful story. Also, 18 horrible dates that ended with a ghosting. So 18 of our 51 dating diaries this year ended with ghosting. Those are actually just me posting 18 (laughs) times into the confession (laughs) form because it happened that many times. So as I said, we've done 51 episodes, including this one, which means 51 dating diaries from us and from our listeners. And I wanted to ask you what your favourite dating diary of this year was. My favourite dating diary has to be my own one. Which one? The, I think it was the first one we ever talked about <laughs> where I was sending some explicit content, some visual content to a guy. I was around 19 and he asked me to put a sari on. And I was like, "Mm, okay. And then I couldn't find one. And then I got really upset with myself. And then he got upset with me. Now looking back on it, I'm like, this is very sad and very problematic. Yeah, it is sad. But also proud that he knew what a sari was. (laughs) I mean, excellent story. I am pretty sure it was in October 2020, but I'm going to let it slide. Oh, do you want another racist one? I have so many. Um, It could also be the guy who asked me where I was from, asked me if I was Greek, asked me if I'm too hot for an Indian just so many. I just have so many. I can keep going. Should I? (laughs) Another big theme of the show this year was the unpopular opinion. Emily, Mm. you have so many. Emily and I are so different in this way that I am so neutral. Like I can't garner enough like enthusiasm to have an unpopular opinion, except for gifts. We all know how I feel about gifts. But I wanted to ask you, what is the unpopular opinion that you got the most feedback on this year? Not sure about feedback, but my most controversial one was single people's career is their only personality trait. Interesting. And I still believe it. You still believe it? Yeah. And what kind of controversy did it kind of spark? It was like, no, I have so many hobbies. I do this, this, this and this. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think so. I think (laughs) your career is your only personality trait. I think it sparked more controversy from people in relationships because then they were like, does that mean my relationship's my only personality trait? And I'm like, yep, (laughs) it is. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) I said in Spotify rap terms, I was like, how can I put a a numerical value to this? I would say there would be 300 to 400 brutal comebacks from M. Yeah. You are the queen of sarcasm. You always know. Where to jump in. So good. And I know that so many of our listeners love that about you as well. It's a bit controversial. I'm always on the line. Sometimes I step over the line. (laughs) But thank God we have great producers who cut those bits out. (laughs) I wonder if we should ever do an Undone Unfiltered. Probably not. Can you imagine? I'll just get cancelled. No way. We recorded 14 episodes under washing lines and in cupboards. I do not want to bring that back. Just looking at you under your washing line is making me like shiver. So for anyone who might be new, obviously through lockdown, we kept the podcast going and Em was in her childhood bedroom in the walk-in wardrobe Mm -hmm. and I was in my studio apartment underneath a contraption similar to this, a washing line, a doona, overheating laptops, tears, lost recordings. (laughs) So many tears. Lockdown was a time. Was there anything that you liked about lockdown records? No, nothing. I think (laughs) the one thing that I did like is that you, myself, and our producer, Emmeline, we would always just have a massive, like, bitch fest, like, just before mm. recording started. And it lasted, like, probably the length of the recording. I was going to say the best part about it for me was 
that it was just something consistent. I don't live with anyone, so I didn't see anyone. And so I knew that every Tuesday when we record, I was going to talk to two of my friends, which was like the best part about it. But would I rather be in the studio right now? Yeah, I would rather be in the studio. Would I rather not talk to you guys? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So out of all the episodes we did this year, what was your favourite episode? In March this year, we did an episode titled When Fetishes Turn Deadly and it was probably like it was a very tragic episode because it was hooked off the case in the US where this man went into a salon and he slaughtered like six Asian women and he blamed it on like his fetish that he was attracted to Asian women. And I think it was the first time that we really covered those kind of blurred lines of when racism becomes deadly, like where Mm -hmm. does it end? And I felt like we touched on that so, so well and so many people were able to resonate with it because I think so many women of colour feel exactly what happened but they never knew how to put it into words and just seeing it in the news just kind of made it so real and it also made the rest of the world pay attention. So true. I like that this podcast has become a space for really important conversations as well as some that are more light and funny. I feel like we do light and shade pretty well if I do say Mm. so myself. I was thinking back on the year and I love the sex content that we do here because we have a way of not putting any shame on sex which is something that I grew up with a lot and it made me think about the episode we did that was everything we wish we knew as young women growing up about sex and I think that as much as it was hilarious hearing people's submissions about like I wish I knew that I didn't have to do this or that it was also like quite liberating to be like I spent a long time performing and thinking that sex was just about male pleasure and thinking that you know there was nothing in this for me and then to kind of grow up and be like oh that's absolutely not true and my standards need to just be way higher Mm. I thought that that was a really great ep also the ep with Chantel Otten when we talked about help I can't orgasm without a vibrator very very good I listen back to that sometimes I love an educational episode me too shout out to Dr Ginny as well oh my god yes our personal doctor plus (laughs) resident doctor (laughs) we always pitch an episode with like a medical theme and it's usually like for one of us like um we might get Dr Ginny to do Um, I have this problem asking for a friend I think lots of people might have it too. (laughs) Well, it's been a massive year here on The Undone. It's been our first full year that we've done the podcast. Every single week we've been in your ears and we can't thank you enough for listening and for the community that's grown around the pod. And we're very excited for next year. Speaking of next year, Mm. what's your vision for The Undone in 2022? Whoa, huge. Mm. I think probably everything you've just said, like I think I want The Undone to continue to be a safe community of women that's also inclusive of all women, like women that we see every single day, women that's properly representative in Australia. I think that creating a safe space is something that's so, so important to both of us and it's something that we felt we were missing when we were growing up. Yeah, totally. I just hope that it keeps being fun. It's like the best part of my week and we get so many DMs after the episodes, especially Dating Diary. I know it's everyone's favourite segment. So I hope in 2022 we get so many Dating Diaries. Everyone go out and date so that we can (laughs) discuss them in the new year. But don't date in December. (laughs) Yeah, in the new year, in the new year. 
So we'll leave all the episodes that we mentioned in the show notes so you can go back and listen. Bit of nostalgia for the holiday period. I know that 2021 was a pretty rough year for a lot of us, but fingers crossed for 2022. Girl, we say this every year, but okay, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. (laughs) Okay, Em, I've got a dating diary from one of our listeners about an accidental famous encounter. I was crying to my friend on the train home from work when she interrupted Feels me girls. and said... Feels girls, stopping you right there. <laughs> That's me every day. And she said, let's get you back out there. You need a new man. So we checked my Tinder and I had a new match. It was a boy in a pretty well-known local band and I'd seen him play at the end of last year. And I remember when I saw him play, I thought, wow, he's really hot. Wow. My friend took my phone and messaged him free Saturday and immediately he said yes. I screamed and was like, damn, how did I manage this? <laughs> <laughs> I also really enjoyed knowing that he's in one of my ex's favourite bands and like knowing that I went up to him. That is very, very powerful. Very powerful. Anyway, before the date, I was shitting myself because we did not establish that I was indeed a fan of the band. I played a thousand scenarios in my head and decided to go with the play dumb approach. I'm going to be honest and say this is probably one of the weirdest and most enjoyable dates I've ever been on, despite being laced with red flags, but I don't want to give too much away to protect his anonymity. Mm. Spill the tea. I want to know. So anywho, we're on the date. We're at a very fancy restaurant, which we stumbled into without booking. And he's like, order everything and anything. Let's go crazy. Usually I'd be all over this, but I was shitting myself with anxiety that somehow he would know I was a fan. So as we chat and I giggle with anxiety, he explains he plays in a local band and probably, oddly, I asked no further questions. I didn't want to seem like I cared. Then he explained he'd been on a few international tours. I still didn't ask which band, which is in hindsight, So dumb. But I wanted to be too cool to get. Anyways, we're getting pretty drunk. All this food is on my plate and I can't eat it. I'm texting my friends because I'm trying to comprehend how I got here. We move to the next bar. He starts telling me about his music and his upcoming solo EP. (laughs) This poor man. (laughs) He's trying so hard to sell himself. And he was like, what kind of music do you like? And I'm like, fuck, do not say his band, do not say his band. So I'm like, um, Tame Impala, um, Spacey Jane, um, Aussie Indie, really. And he was like, oh, have you heard of X? And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw them play last year. And he was like, that's the band I play in. But you knew that, didn't you? Oh. And in my head I was like, um, shit, shit. But also why does he assume I know? Like did he stalk me and say that I followed the band or maybe his ego is just that big? So then I quickly said, oh, I mean, I saw that pic of you with them on your profile, but I assumed that you were just friends. <laughs> and he was like, um, I mean, I guess, but you would have seen me play last year. I was wearing blue, like a Navy outfit. Don't you remember? Then what? very unconvincingly, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. But like, I clearly have saved videos of him on my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> At the time, I really thought I pulled it off. But in hindsight, he saw right through me. It's safe to say I haven't heard from him since that night. But in all honesty, I now know too much about this man and can no longer listen to their music without squealing at the thought of the awkward, weird night. I will say, though, we ended up watching Bo Burnham Insight together after all this. Make of that what you will. Oh, my God. (laughs) The ego of that man, though. Like, who? But I'm so curious because he probably did go to her Instagram. Look, if I was, like, a very successful musician and I was going on a date, I'd be like, I want to know that you're into it. Like, I would go and check that if they were following my band. Maybe. No? I mean, just from experience, it's kind of the same whenever I tell guys I have a podcast. So many of them don't even care. They're just like, that's cool. Yeah. Like no further questions. 
So I'm just like, okay, cool, they don't care. But this guy, like, was really pushing it. Maybe he's lent and relied on that on previous dating experiences. Yeah, and he has no other personality to showcase (laughs) in dating. But, God, that is so good. Like, because it's just like, how cool do you play it? I think she did the right thing. I would have done the exact same thing. Like, I really don't care. Because the alternative is that you are like, I'm a massive fan. And then they'll be like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable. Like, what's the alternative? It's like he was pushing her to say, I'm a massive fan and waiting for her to say so then he can be like, actually, I'm not really into this right now. 100%. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Undone. The Dating Diary you just heard, we're always looking for dating diaries. So there's an anonymous form linked in the show notes of this episode where you can tell us your stories and we would love to read them and react to them. And before we go, do you have a reco? I do. I'm late to jump onto this bandwagon, but Insecure on Binge. It Mm -hmm. is the funniest show I've watched in a really, really long time. Like it's nearly as funny as Mindy Kaling's show, if not funnier. See, I've just started watching your last recommendation of The Sex Life of College Girls and I'm obsessed. I'm still getting messages from, I think, our listeners who are like, you remind me so much of Bella from The Sex Life of College Girls. I'm like, I don't know how to take that, but thank you. <laughs> if you like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends or you can tell us on Instagram at Lucy M. Neville or at Emily Burnham or at The Undone Podcast. Before we go, we have another record if you're looking for something else to listen to. It's called What Are You Wearing? It's Mamma Mia's podcast for your wardrobe. And it's not just about trends. It's all about self-expression and feeling good. And it's hosted by Tamara Davis and Denny Todorovich. And Denny has been on The Undone before. Yeah. They're excellent. And they answer listener questions about dressing for summer events. In this case, going from beach to bar. Take a listen. Who is bringing a pair of heels to the beach with them in their bag just in case they're going to a bar afterwards? No one. No! Okay, so Tam, as as an actual, you know, as a woman who has to do this in the summer, not like just the gay stylist like me who gets to say, yeah, let's do this. What are your tips for our listeners? A beach to bar. I love this. Look, this is actually one of my favourite ways of styling. I live next to the beach, but I love like, you know, a sort of a lightweight top that you can throw over your swimmers or maybe you're going to take like a, a bra with you just to quickly change into in, into the, in the public toilets, whatever. Um, and then chuck on a little pair of tailored shorts mm. and then a sandal. You can find it in your favourite podcast app. This episode of The Undone was produced by Emmeline Peterson. Bye. See ya.